how I've accepted my kids or delaying my goals and dreams. You know, working moms have it tough. It's so often that we feel like we haven't accomplished enough and I've had to learn to accept and constantly relearning and learning uh, that my kids are delaying my goals and it's for a good reason. Um, and really it's okay, I can't achieve enough every day. It's an ongoing journey for me. Um, and so I'm gonna talk a little bit about how and what I use, what I say to myself to kind of get through this. I had so many high hopes and expectations. Um, so when I was pregnant with my son last year, I made a vow that when the time came for my maternity leave, so maternity leave is something that we're blessed with as Canadians to have that we can spend that year or 18 months with our babies um, before going back to work. That during my maternity leave, I would go guns blazing and writing, recording, creating um, while he napped, right? And because I learned with my daughter, so with my firstborn, that newborns sleep a lot, right? Babies sleep a lot and they actually don't need me to stare at them while they're safely sleeping soundly in their crib that I can sneak away and do a little bit of thing a few things for myself because I remember like during my last leave I don't remember how many Netflix shows I binge watched or how many times I ran errands on foot just so they gave me an excuse to go out for a walk with her and I had to find I actually had to find things to kill time during the day you know slowly burning through the days of loneliness uh, and silence. However, um, really, the, I mean, the, the silver lining of that that loneliness and being having that time to myself and that time in the space with my daughter was that that created a lot of boredom, and that boredom served as a catalyst for me, for my mind, to really think about what I wanted to do with my life, and it stirred up and rediscovered my passion for writing and really allowed me to create this blog some on sleeve over three years ago. So with my son, I assumed that it would be a very similar situation, right? Like I'd have all that time to kind of like mull about that I would have ample time to do anything I wanted. And so I put all, and I, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on maternity leave and I'm gonna put all my, like all my effort and focus into writing and just write. So a little bit of note about the maternity leave. Um, I know I've had some comments from moms who don't get that privilege. Um, and some have even like stopped reading my stuff because they're like, you live this entitled lifestyle that I can't relate to. And, but anyway, regardless whether you have mother, um, whether you have maternity leave or not, where kids, for me, have caused a delay in my goals and dreams. So I wrote like there was no tomorrow, right? Like I created there was no limit for the beginning. So when I, so I went all in the moment he was born. My husband would drop my daughter off, you know, at my parents, and right at the moment I would whip my laptop out and it was go time. And in the first few months, like right after I gave birth, in the first few months, I was like running on adrenaline and postpartum hormones. And because my son was either sleeping or zoning out on the carpet, like he would be on the floor and just kind of like entertaining himself or he'd like, you know, doing his thing, right? That's what like infants do. And I could get so much done. And I was constantly pumping out content, writing 
posts, generating social media posts, ideas were just coming to me, you know, about sleeping, awake, um, drifting off into Neverland. It just really was a blur. And I'm an over, I'm an overachiever uh, who gets shit done. And boy, did I get a lot of shit done. I mean, during that time, I published three books. So if you haven't checked them out, there's one called How to Deal with Asian Parents. Um, next one is a, called A Brutally Honest Dating Guide. Just really straight up, <laughs> the, that dating is really about removing your ego and having a face-to-face -face conversation with yourself. And then the next book was called, is called A Straight Up Guide to a Happy and Healthy Marriage. So very, very um, to the point books. And I even created two courses. So converting my dating course into a, I'm dating book into a course, how to deal with Asian parents into a course. And that was like one of the most productive three months of my life. But there was just never, it just felt like there was never enough time because of him. Even though I was sober, despite my productiveness, there were just never enough time to do all the things I wanted to do. Um, and he would wake up from his nap and I would be typing like half a sentence and then I would have to, I would lose my train of thought. Or he'd be quietly playing on the floor, but then he'd spit up and then I'd have to get up and go clean him and change him. And he was becoming a, like, almost like a burden to me and something that was getting in the way, like a barrier to my success and resentment wasn't far along. And so as he transitioned from that newborn stage to the infant stage to now the almost toddler stage, where he's learning to walk and climb on all the furniture, all the furniture, like he is climbing on anything he can get his little tiny hands on, his needs have changed. And really I can no longer sit in front of a computer and type away while he quietly entertains himself. Like right now he's, he's, he's napping. There'll be moments when I'd be in the middle of recording a video, like right now, and he would wake up crying and he and then my phone would capture me right now, spewing out a disgruntled, ah, right? And so I'd have to stop the camera and I'd run upstairs, stomp upstairs actually, not run rolling my eyes as though you know i was a director and he was an extra that you know didn't follow his cue and ruined the scene cut you know he's a baby <laughs> like i know that i know he's a baby i'm his mother and he's my son um he doesn't do anything with ill intent he's an innocent naive helpless little baby he's crying because he has a real valid reason you know, he's his only way of communicating is through crying when he's got an issue, right? And he's hungry, he's tired, or he's just pooped, or he's scared, or he's, you know, teething. He's not trying purposely to prevent me from reaching my dreams and goals. He needs me. And I realized that I need him. The problem is that as an overachiever, we really don't know when we're overachieving, right? There's achieving and then there's overachieving. And overachieving isn't actually a good thing to be. Like, you just wanna be achieving. <laughs> so kind of like you stress, right? You don't want too much stress, but you don't want like no stress. You kind of want that perfect happy medium where you're content with the amount of stress you have. Anyway, so as an overachieving recovering perfectionist, one of my blind spots is not knowing when enough is enough. Right? Like I have a very high breaking point. 
um, in my ability to endure stress because I've been developing my emotional and mental resilience since I was in grade school, right? Juggling homework, piano, basketball, part-time jobs and swimming and Chinese school, like a tiny little baby boss, right? And my mind can conjure up blog topics, book ideas, marketing campaigns, racing a mile a minute while physically tackling my to-do list as a mom. You know, emptying the dishwasher while I'm doing something in my brain, stir-frying dinner while I'm thinking about something, putting away the toys, like a lioness in pursuit of an antelope that will feed her starving cubs. And all that built-up tolerance is what makes me natural at managing all the things a working mom has to do. And so, and when you're an overachiever, when you're good at something, your tendency or my tendency is to set the bar higher, right? Higher and higher and higher and higher, right? Addicted to the challenge, curious to see how far I can go. You know, like how many things can I accomplish? How many, how efficient can I get without sacrificing the quality? How much more can I write before his quiet whimpering becomes a loud piercing scream that will cause the neighbors to be concerned. You know, how many more videos can I edit before she is bored with her toys and wants me to play with her again? You know, how much more resentment can I hold against my husband because I'm now keeping score who, of who does more and it looks like I'm winning. You know, like I had become a Chinese factory that gone through like its 10th process improvement iteration. I'm like this well-oiled results driven, ready to produce more with a fraction of the cost. But like, what was at stake? What was that cost? Oh, nothing, right? You just keep doing, just keep going crazier and crazier, adding more and more to your plate until the plate breaks. So what was at stake? Oh, nothing, just everything that matters. Like my mental health, emotional well-being, you know, the relationship with my kids and my marriage and everything. This is the first video. The next video I'll talk about like why faster doesn't necessarily mean better, like reaching your goals through this time isn't actually like how I've come to acceptance or come to terms and, and realized that it's okay to go slow and that kids, yeah, are they are delaying my dreams and goals, but faster isn't always better. Um, so let me know what your thoughts are on having your kids interrupt you while you're trying to do something that's important to you, but your kids are also important to, me, to you and how you manage that. Um, let me know in the comments. Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.